check, check, white check. Sixty show presented by Maxis Tires. Get data, decal works, hundred percent goggles, vertex pistons, Plum Creek funding, seat concepts, and Zool. On PrepMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto Sixty show, Thursday, February first. Where in the hell did January go? Thank you for watching and listening uh, Moto 60 show. We're going to talk uh, Detroit this weekend. Kickoff for the 250 East Series, of course. I want to still talk about the 450 Series because that thing is heating up with uh, my guests today, Zach Osborne and Daniel Blair. 702-586-7857 is the number to call in to talk to myself or one of our guests. Let's talk some Supercross. Lots to get into as well. NBC show this weekend, so 450 heats are first, and the 450 main is last as well. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board this show. Uh, whether it is a Formula S helmet, whether it is their Evo line, uh, they continue to innovate and elevate the game. Uh, I love some of the new Evo stuff. With the, they've moved the boa a little bit. They added some stretchy panels, really, really great stuff. And, of course, the Formula S helmet. You've heard me talk about the Formula helmet for so long. Love it. Quiet. Lightweight, safe, all of that. Uh, the Rion technology is next level. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for all that they do. And, of course, uh, as well, I want to thank the other guys. Get, Maxis, Decal Works, Plum Creek Funding, Seat Concepts, Zools, Vertex, all on board with us. Maxis as well, sorry. And, uh, yeah, talking uh, uh, Detroit this weekend. It's round two of the, the – round two. Round one of the 250 E series, and then of course the 450 series as well. Thank you to uh, everybody for listening, man. Really appreciate it. Lots to get into tonight uh, when it comes to what? Oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah. So taking your calls over there, holding things down in the corner. Uh, it is um, my pleasure to have this gentleman in. V Tissajer Tits, what's up? For once, I get to be the fill-in guy, yeah, the so reliable one who's here and everything turn, like I that. I forgot to turn the TV on. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know if – so, okay, we added the video aspect to this, yes. right, with Marks. Yes. And then now, last week, you weren't in. Correct. And then this week, he's not in. Correct. But I – You paid just, both of us yeah, just, for both shows. I just want to – we're actually going to start taking I'm, turns okay. uh, yeah. every week. Yeah, this is <laughs> it's taking 3 weeks and I'm getting screwed over yeah. on the on this yeah. deal. Yeah, absolutely. So that 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 didn't really uh work out for me very well, right? Uh no, no. bad bad business decision on your part. No, absolutely. We can revisit this at the outdoors. Uh I'm going to talk to HI about this. Okay. Or HR, sorry. I'll look into the TV thing. You can keep doing your deal, okay? Uh plug it back in. 
Uh, yes. All right. Thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. Uh, please use those guys. The ECUs, Factory Honda uses, and of course the the two stroke stuff, uh, the CDIs for what they're doing. It's crushing it, especially on the uh, fuel injected two strokes. The, the Get guys are doing a great job. We can give you a discount from the folks at Get and Athena. Really, really easy uh, by simply emailing us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. And uh, yeah, we will. Uh, Pass that on to the guys that get in Athena, and they will give you a deal. Honda HRC, using the uh, data loggers, using the the uh, whole shot devices, using ECUs on the 250s, all of it. Thank you to the folks at Get and Athena for coming on board. Decal Works as well, Pulp MX24, the code to save. Great guys uh, down there at Decal Works. Pulp MX24 code saves you. Red Bull KTM, Factory Honda, uh, Factory Husqvarna off-road as well. Decal MX, man, they will uh, put you... Uh, Make you happy with whatever you want to do for design-wise. So thanks to those guys. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We have a few uh, lines open still, uh, and we're going to talk to Zach Osborne as well. And Daniel Blair, of course, 250 uh, E-Series kicking off. I'm going to talk more 250 E-Series with DB when I get that chance. But, yeah, the Triple Crown, Cooper Webb taking the win without winning the uh, – any one of the mains is uh, he's warming up, man. He's warming up. He's getting in there. AP holds onto the red plate. So lots to get into on the uh, on the show today. And of course, the East Series. Hayden Deegan coming off an injury. Got Forkner. Uh, Mitch Payton told me he's never seen Forkner riding this well. I don't know if that was just like you know BS uh, media stuff or if that's real the truth from Payton. He's not really a guy to BS, so that could be true. So. Man, maybe Forkner. Could, wouldn't that be something? He won a couple years ago, uh, and that was his first win in three or four years. And what if he's riding really well, right? And with Hayden being uh, injured and not 100%, there's an opening there, I think, to, to do some damage. And, of course, Hymas as well. Uh, and Evan Ferry, triumphed debut this weekend. Not doing well with this, in case you're wondering. Uh, 702-586-7857. Let's get to our first uh, guest of the show. On the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Cruising, man. What about you? I'm good, man. So uh, you've been riding, or what's going on? No, I just uh, actually went to uh, Disney Campground with my family for the last two days. Came home and uh, oh, okay. literally oh. just pulled in the driveway on my bicycle and took your call. Love what it. Dude Pete called me. I don't know. Yeah, work there yeah, producer Pete's back on here. No marks. It's really weird. I don't. I pay them both, but only one shows up. It's It's really weird. Uh, Never heard of him. Okay. Hey, listen, let's get into this a little bit. So, um. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. This is the Matt Sansky train. Oh, Board now. Oh, or, no. Or oh, no. You too? You. Uh, oh, I, there are others, but I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm like the Lewis of the sextonship. I'm the captain of this train. There's so much Anstey hype. It's ridiculous. Like, JB, Phil, Dean, Lewis. You, it's uh, it's it's uh, insane. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, Max is going to do really well, um, and he doesn't really even have to beat all the guys to to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he, you know, he doesn't have the expectations of Deegan or um, some of the other guys where you know he's not on a factory team. His team's super solid, I think. Um, but he, he doesn't have to go out there and win every race, you know, to, to, for him to go out there, be on the podium, be solid battle for wins is, is really, really good. Yeah. There's some serious Anstey hype and I can't wait to dive into this and, and see it. Um, Hey, let's talk four for these for a second. Okay. So like, I, don't, I was a little worried about Eli Tomac 
and he pulled off the win in the third main at the Triple Crown. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, are you with me in the fact that, like, you win one of those main events, you can win a a main a real main event, right? Like, that, it's oh, a, yeah. you know, it's the same no kind doubt. of deal. Right. He pulled off. He pulled away. It was a great job. Do you think, like, the, like he's an, he's an all-timer, right? He's on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. But no doubt. that has got to help, right, to even just to take one win to, to, for a guy coming back from, from his injury. It doesn't matter how many times you've won or how many times you've been a champion. If you have an injury or you start a new season, mm-hmm. you always have that, can I still do it? Yeah. Uh, yep. And I, I don't know his brain, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably had some of that, you know. Everybody has it. And – um, for me, like the way that he won that last main was very, um, impressive, very impressive. Nostalgic <laughs> by Tomac, right? Like yeah. he was just away at the front. Um, yeah. no, no real competition. And, um, for me, he has this little, little like whip thing that he does where he puts the front end down. It's not really like a big whip, but just kind of sideways. And he's just like, I don't know. It's, it's like his thing in my opinion. It's like, he's feeling he's on, it. He's feeling it. Yeah. He, yeah. That's and he was, he had that over the finish line a bunch of times I saw and I was like, yep, that's, yep. that's, yep. It's yeah. On. yeah. It's it, it. Listen, that's got to feel good for him for sure. Uh, Coop wins. Doesn't win a main event, but who cares? The check still cashes, right? Zacho. Um, yeah. I yep. think he was super solid too. Like, it wasn't like he went like five, five, five for a mm-hmm. win. You know, he was, yep. he was in the mix the whole time. Every moto except for the last one, really. But um, he knew he had it too. He was backing off. He knew he had it. Right, exactly. You're you're playing, you know, points game at that point. Yep. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. AP keeps the red plate. Sexton wins one. Anderson wins one. What did you make of Anderson's penalty? Uh, certainly not his worst uh, uh, cutting the track off that he's ever done in his life, but it did cost no, him a podium. Yeah. It cost him a podium. I kind of didn't think it was. Um, warranted in my opinion um yeah i, I don't know it, mm-hmm. he he was probably the best best guy on the night um just from a speed perspective and you know he was the only one popping those jumps the the three four one or three three four one after the start mm-hmm. and then the other three in um he was the only one that was doing it consistently uh before the on on off so he was he was in my opinion, the best guy on the night, but just didn't take home the win or even the podium. So four rounds down, who's your pick for this title? Oh my gosh! I, I know, know I know, but just give me what you th- like. Who's got momentum? Who looks good? Who's who's your who? Who would you go with right now? I mean, I could probably narrow it to five. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Zacho, uh, we don't do that on this show. We 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 ask the hard questions for the title down the stretch. I'm still sticking with my my original pick from the first show, mm-hmm. uh, which was Eli. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I think Coop's going to be really tough to beat, and I think Jason's going to win some races. Um, I think this Detroit track favors Jason, in my opinion. It's the the worst of the East Coast dirt that we have. I think it has a lot of potential to get super slick and um, hard. I've seen them loading it in this week, and it looks, looks pretty spongy. But, um, man, I've been there a couple times where it was like, almost West Coast um, style, hard packed bottom, you know? So um, I think he's going to be really good this weekend again. Well, from the dirt jerks that I've been texting with, it seems soft. It's not going to be indie soft, but not it's going to be soft. Yeah. it's it, So a little different from years past, maybe because of the earlier date that we're going in, you know? Yeah, maybe. I just remember there in 17, this, it was like ice. It was like yep. 
super hard and slick. Right. Um, yeah, I think the, you know, I was a little worried about Tomac, and now I'm good. Just winning that last one for me puts it at ease, and I'm like, okay, he's back. That'll give him confidence. Web one, that'll give him confidence, and, and no one wants to, you know, no one builds throughout a season like Cooper Webb. Right. Yeah. So there's that, and then if AP and Sexton are, are are on course, everything else. What would you, if you're in Jet Lawrence's camp, if you're Dazzy, the dad, uh, if you're his best friend, um, you know he got booed, he got cheered when he crashed. Uh, he's got one podium in four races, not for a lack of speed. Uh, he could very easily pull off the win this weekend. But what do you, what do you tell him? What do you, if you're Lucas Myrtle, uh, all of that? Do you, do you deal with? the crowd off-track stuff, or do you not even bring it up, put in a hard week of work, do your motos, and show up? Or do you address this? Because he's such a young kid. you got to wonder if the emotions are, are getting a hold of him. Yeah, I don't I, – I personally, with how young he is, I think you leave it. Um, don't address it. Just go racing. Okay. Um, but that's, that's a tough position. You know, he's going to eventually start to wonder, like, how do I win these fans back? You know, he's just been the most popular guy in the sport since he kind of hit the hit the ground or hit you know hit the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's got to be a big mental shift, right? To roll out there to booze instead of you know everybody going nuts for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a, he's in a tough spot. Um, like I had said before, they got to kind of take the race to him, and, and I feel like they have been. Um, he was really fast last weekend, but man, there were some risks that were like I didn't didn't really make sense in my mind. Like the second, the second set of whoops was it the second? Yeah, yeah the second yep. set of whoops. Yep. Um, in that second main event, he was going down that right side of the whoops, and it was just like every time hairball and yeah, Sexton I mean, too. Sexton was trying that for a long time, and it bit him. Yep. Yeah, I just. Um, you know, his his game is getting starts, leading from the front, and, you know, managing managing mm-hmm. a race. And he hasn't been able to do that. So he's going to have to learn a little bit uh, the craft in the middle of, 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 not the middle of the pack, but, the you know, the three to five. It's not, not that simple um, racing those guys anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to, you know, learn to take some podiums here and there and, um, I still think he's going to be in this title fight down the stretch, but um, maybe some more learning to do before he's, you know, the, back to 100% or you know, winning every yeah. weekend. The uh, so you don't really att- you don't really address the the booze and all that like that. I mean, look, everyone will move yeah, on. I, I don't you know, know Jet yeah. personally yeah. on a on a huge level. I mean, I've been around him some, but not not a ton. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, those guys in his camp would know better how he's going to react to those things and whether he would like their opinion or whether he wouldn't like their opinion or, or whatever. So for me, you know, I'm very analytical and I mm-hmm. would want to know how to fix it. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't yeah, yeah. care. Maybe he doesn't care if anyone ever cheers him on again, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's more of a question for people who are very close to him and, are, and yeah. around him a lot, which I'm sure you know, he's not where he's at because of bad guidance. So I'm sure they have a plan and they'll get it figured out. Yeah, look, you, you win some races, you say a couple of things, and then everyone forgets. It, it's fine. Yeah. But it is shocking. This this turn has been shocking to, to see it, the guy, has, you know. Especially in just one weekend, right? Like yeah. Like one sort of very small incident mm-hmm. with a guy who's also 
had those yep. same sort of moments, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just how that's just racing and and being a a star um, it, it has happened to every great in in sporting uh, mm-hmm. in sport. Um, and, and I think this is no different. You know, he he'll he'll he doesn't have to come back from it. He's yeah. He's never left. You know, but he will <laughs> he, his reputation will rebound in my opinion did you get a little flack for the ac thing and all that oh uh, which one? Uh, oh, the, the indie oh that sorry yeah yeah um, yeah i had some did you some, yeah. uh, nothing like this but i don't know if yeah. i had any death threats <laughs> i had definitely had some threats especially after the joey thing too oh yeah um had some threats like you know right beat your ass or whatever threats but um Definitely caught some flack and definitely, you know, have still see like comments today when people post some of those, uh, those deals, like, you know, about what a piece of crap I am for doing that, you know, or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, 99% of fans have no idea what's truly on the line. You know, I think there's a lot of people, um, who are avid race fans and, racers and riders and blah 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 and twitter and instagram and everywhere else that think that they know money figures and they know um what really is on the line for these guys and they don't they don't have a clue 702-586-757 we're giving away a pair of 100 percent goggles as well as a pair of fly zone goggles today on the show to random callers uh zach osborne on the line thank you to folks at maxis tires uh the prmx guys uh mad parts kawasaki guys putting the maxis tires in the main events soft intermediate intermediate to hard tires uh, are available now they got a paddle now as well so thanks to the folks at maxis tires great mountain bike tires as well uh zacko on the line so zacko back to 250s a little bit triumph making their debut uh Jalik Swole Evan Ferry you've been around the Triumph bike with Joey uh a lot um is this bike going to be I'm not saying the best bike but is this bike going to be competitive right out of the box for these guys uh I think they're close I think um they're going to be really close I I don't think that the bike's going to be um much of a hold up Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I, I don't think that um it changes the result of the guys that they have, you know, if they're on something else. So, I, in sure. my opinion, that's that's a yes. I think it's competitive um, straight out of the gate. They have smart people there um, that know how to get things done. So, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't see the bike being an issue. I I do like with Evan and Jalik. Jalik's you know a good rider. He's not a championship contender in my mind, but he's certainly a a top ten five ish guy. And Evan is getting his feet wet. Uh, not a lot of expectations for the rookie on his end, but I think that was by design because of a new bike, new team. Let's go race and get our feet wet. Right. I mean, certainly they have the money to have signed someone else. I mean, Joey's going to race motocross, but I liked what they're doing. They're just, you know, no one's going to be like, Oh, uh, the, the bike sucks. Cause look at Jalik got an eighth. I mean, Jalik would get an eight on a factory Honda sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think it's metered from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's probably a good thing. But I think it's as they start to get some results this year and um, kind of show off the professional side of the team and um, the commitment that they have, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, better, faster, you know, more seasoned guys will come. And 
um, it, it'll be successful in the long run. All right, Cameron's on, too. He does have a Triumph question, so let's get right to him. Cameron, what's up? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. What's your question? Hey, perfectly portioned guy. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on? Yeah. How are you all today? Good. Great. I, uh, I, I was going to call and ask about the Triumph, but y'all kind of already covered it. I just feel like from uh, your past guests, y'all have kind of been a, a little hush-hush on the, on the Triumph, and I was kind of wondering how good y'all mm. really expected it to be. Uh, but I will sway my question uh, since you already kind of covered it a little bit. Uh, whenever you were first becoming a factory mechanic, coming from just a, a, a guy working on normal bikes, production bikes that everyone would have, what was it like the first time that you actually interacted with a factory machine? Uh, well, do you do you count my stint at KTM as a factory mechanic the first time? Because it was... A little underwhelming. It was the first year of KTM coming in as factory team, kind of like what Triumph's doing, although the bike was established already. Zacho, you know, you remember those days. Um, yeah. Um, so I would say my first, my first real one was with Yamaha, and I was coming off of being a top privateer mechanic with Nick Way, and when I got to Yamaha, I was surprised at how much more work I was doing as a privateer mechanic, Cameron. I was, I changed way too many parts as a privateer. Like, the Yamaha guys are like, this piston is eight hours. This linkage is, is, is 14 hours or whatever. And I was changing all this shit as a privateer thinking that I was doing, you know, I was doing main bearings every two weeks. And Yamaha's like, why would you do that? These things can go, you know, eight hours on main bearings. So my first, my first thought was, holy shit, I did too much work as a privateer mechanic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting yeah. to see that. Uh, and when I got to KTM, though... Uh, I remember the quality control back then wasn't great. So we would have frames and swing arms, and we're building bikes, and they don't quite line up. It, there's gaps in the in the frame and the swing arms, and there's 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 sometimes Zacco we had kickstand mounts on our frame, sometimes we didn't. It was, it was yeah, it was really weird uh, KTM early days. But thanks, Cameron. Thanks for the call, man. I think the biggest thing that you know from a factory team perspective is just like the little parts that people don't even see or yeah. think about like races and yeah. you know engine mounts to materials you we know you might have aluminum shift drums aluminum shift drums were you know yeah, really just, sweet and, and yeah and and shaved down three speeds instead of four speeds yeah it's know? all the little stuff that people don't see yeah like, the things that you do see are <laughs> the things that don't make the biggest difference yeah for sure uh gauge is on three what's up gauge how are you doing hey what's going on guys yeah i uh kind of wanted to talk about Prado and just kind of give him props for stepping out of his bubble and uh, giving, giving a crack at, at Supercross. Um, and I've been hearing some rumors and speculation with him pointed to uh, possibly fulfilling a role at Cowie next year. Um, and I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about that, if there's any truth to that. And then kind of a second part to the question if that is true, um, just want to kind of bring the elephant out of the room. Uh, where does that leave AC? Would he be looking for a, or would he be going to a satellite ride? I, I just personally don't see him doing that, but wanted to get you guys thoughts. So the pro yeah, the Prado to Cowie thing is real. Zacho, I'm sure you've heard it. Um, yep. That's real. I don't know if it's done. I think he's ridden the bike. 
Um, and I think there's mutual interest on both sides to get him at Cowie. Zacho, is that all what you've heard? Yep. Um, so I would maybe think that he could be there. Now, as far as Adam, man, uh, Zacho, I don't know how tight you are with him or whatever, but I don't see him. If he can't get in a factory team, uh, I don't see him riding. Uh, no, he's had issues. I agree. Yeah, yeah. If he's had issues. I, I'm not super tight with him. I, you know, we interact yeah. every now and then. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see him going to, you know, no anything other than a factory team. But I, I don't, I don't write him off if he doesn't have a job at Cali. Like I, yeah, think that there's other teams that think that they can, you know, fix whatever or do a better job or mm-hmm. however you want to say it. Um, and. Yeah, as for Prado, I I think that from you know there's there's a huge commitment on his side, um, his family's side. You know, his dad is very involved with the program. I think um, I recently was told that his dad's missed one practice session in his whole life, uh, <laughs> in his whole life, not just like his yeah, career, yeah. Or yeah. like actually one practice session. Um, so you know, sure, it looks good on paper. Come back to Factory Cowie here's you a million bucks or whatever, but also you need to buy a house. You need to have, you know, two or three cars. You need to uh, have a trainer. You need, you know, all the things. It's, it's a huge commitment. It's not, you know, I'm sure they have a very settled, simple, easy life in Belgium and Spain. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's why more guys don't try it. Um, they get a little bit older than Jorge is mm-hmm. and they get um, not complacent but maybe very comfortable uh racing gps you know making the money doing the thing um but but i I do think he's young enough i do think he bites it off and comes um and yeah the the most uh interesting scenario seems at cowie there you go gage thanks for the call man appreciate it you want a pair of goggles yeah for sure man Uh, i'm gonna put you on hold i got okay go ahead can i ask one more question uh, just with Zacho being uh, kind of close to the triumph uh, front, what is the the update on their 450? I heard they're a little bit behind the eight ball, but just wanted to kind of see how they're progressing, if y'all knew, with that. I, I haven't heard anything, Zacho. I don't know much about it. Um, I heard, like, June or July they'll have some bikes or something. I, I really don't know much about it. Um, I just work with Joey, and that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Cage. We'll put you on hold, all right? You can get 100% goggles or you can get uh, the fly racing ones, whatever you want. Uh, all right, let's go to caller number one. Cool man, what's up, buddy? How are you? Do you want to talk about Tomax boots? Okay, so. Hello? Tomax boots? Yes, Tomac has uh, some type of reinforcement in his boots uh, for his Achilles injury. Um, I'm waiting for Kiefer or somebody to do a video and show us exactly what they have in there or what they built so us regular folks can buy them. You know, I know people that had. Achilles injuries, they'd probably be interested. Yeah, maybe. I haven't heard this or seen this. Um, I mean, it could be just a little brace made just for Eli and his Achilles, right? So, um, I, not something they're going to sell, you know? Um, but I'll look okay. into it. I'll look into it, man. Okay. I don't know about that. I know that, like, some of the guys used to cut a bunch of the support off of them because they yeah. wear new boots so much that it softens them to where you can just wear them out of the box. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about a stiffer setup or anything like that. Nobody likes those, or not nobody. A lot of guys don't like those hinges, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, Jason's on four. What's up, Jason? Hey, uh, hey, can you hear me? Yep. 
Sorry about that. Hey, I was just curious, um, you know, I know that it's not necessarily a good thing, but you kind of mentioned that the Lawrences have, like, somewhat of a media ban on them where they're not doing a lot of interviews. And now that they're not dominating the 250 class and they're just kind of more like the regular guys, when do you think they might open up a little bit and not have that anymore? I don't know. It's a great question. Yeah, I haven't really tried to even interview them this year, right? Like, they don't, they don't really want to do it. They don't like it. So why do I want to go and, you know, uh, chase them yeah. down, right? So, I mean. Yeah, I heard I heard ML got one after A2 with Hunter, but, I mean, that's just yeah. kind of. And even with Joe, I mean, I, he talks a little bit, but it just doesn't seem like they do much over that way. Yeah, listen, I've Myrtle, their agent Myrtle is a friend of mine. Um, we've battled over this. They they think it's not necessary to talk to the the main media guys all the time. They don't want to do that. They want to move on. So, you know, so when things go sideways, you know, the media just doesn't also care about it, right? So, uh, it's unfortunate, yeah. but. That's the way they want to do it. It's fine. Uh, I think I'll have them on my show at some point. You know, I hopefully I'll get, I'll get granted an interview at some point, but I'm not going to chase it down if they don't want to do it, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay, cool. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. 702-586-7857. One man who did interviews was Zach Osborne. Almost always. Yeah. Almost always. Um, all right. Uh, we got some f- more phone calls here. Also, I want to talk to Zacho. Um, Forkner. I'm going to break down activities more with Blair, but uh, Mitch told me he's never seen Forkner ride this good. Now, is that just like media bullshit? I don't know because Peyton's not one of those guys to do that, right? Um, but I, call me skeptical. Um, he's missed a year. I, I don't know. Like, is there a world where Austin Forkner wins this championship? Like, is it? Is it? Is it? Is the window not closed, Zacho? I don't think the window's closed. Um... It's definitely closing, I would say, but he's one of the one of the title guys, in my opinion. Oh, he is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're, you're out. you can see it happening. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it takes a lot. Um, I don't know that he can beat Deegan and um, Max and uh, who's the star East guy other than Deegan? Uh, Benick. Benick. Well, uh, Lopes is out this weekend, yeah. Mm, um, McAdoo, yeah. McAdoo. Uh, I think he yeah. beat McAdoo. I, I think I think he's going to be a, a, a good version of Austin Forkner. Um, there's definitely, you know, been a lot of years now where he hasn't been the guy and mm-hmm. um, weird injuries and stuff like that. But I think um, this could be the resurgence. Okay, yeah. That what a story that would be, huh? That'd be yeah, pretty cool. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty high on it I, I i can see it going well it almost be like some guy that was like a highly touted amateur uh f- failing in america and then have then he goes to europe and you know kind of rebuilds himself and then comes back to america and then wins championships yeah evidently i say i don't know a lot on this show but um i don't know that guy <laughs> you don't know that guy no no never heard of him. slept in a tent one time in russia <laughs> Doesn't sound familiar. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> uh, Zach Osborne here on the show. Thanks to the folks at Vertex, premier choice for aftermarket pistons, gases, and complete engine rebuild kits. AllBallsRacingGroup.com to learn more. They're a member of the All Balls Racing Group, a combination of the finest aftermarket power sports brands out there. These Vertex pistons are manufactured in Italy and are both cast and forged while the gaskets are made in the USA. Uh, Zach Osborne here on the show. Um, okay, uh, Hunter Lawrence, the, the gentleman brought him up. 
What's your take on Hunter? You were pretty stoked coming into the season. He's been kind of what I thought. Has uh, it been a bit disappointing to you, Zacho, or wh- where you been with uh, Hunter's? You know, four races. It's early, so you know one one yeah, missed main event I, also in there. I definitely expected more. Um, like I said in the first show, it's so easy to get the the ball rolling in the wrong direction. Either way, it's easier to get the ball rolling either way, right? Yeah, yeah, either way. <laughs> um, and I think that that deal with Vince in the first turn at um, Anaheim kind of did that. Um, I think he'll build. I think he's, you know, he's kind of a, a weed. He's going to grow wherever. He doesn't need perfect conditions. So mm-hmm. um, to me, he's going to just keep getting better. Um, definitely underwhelming so far, but I'm, I'm not, like, giving up or anything. All right, before we let you go, uh, give me your winners this weekend. 250 East, 450 Supercross. Um, um, 21. Mm, okay. And um, yeah. what number, Fortner? 64? I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got I to gotta learn them all this weekend again. So Fortner? No, I'm going to go oh. I'm gonna go 38. 21 and 38. Okay. All right. Just for the first weekend. Yeah. yeah. You're not worried about the the lack of time with the wrist? Nah. Really? Nah. Okay. That's a strong take, Zacho. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun with yeah, Savachi. Sure. All right. Thank you. See ya. See ya. That's Zach Osborne, everybody, here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Flyracing.com. Check out their website. I just ordered some mountain bike stuff the other day, uh, so that's coming as well. They got some really great mountain bike stuff and, of course, all their dirt bike stuff. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thank you to those guys uh, for coming on board. 100%. Pulp 30 is the code to save at 100%. We're giving away some 100% goggles. Which which ones did he take? It's the He took the 100% goggles. Okay, so yep. we still have a set of Fly Racing yes. Zone Pro goggles to give away. Uh, please check them out. Pulp 30 saves you on everything at 100%. Whether it's downhill mountain biking, BMX, MotoGP, MLB, snowboarding, and of course, motocross and supercross, uh, Jet Lawrence running these goggles, Star Yamaha as well. Use the code PULP30 to save at 100%. Uh, thank you to those guys. Let's um, let's answer some calls. Uh, well, no, let's bring in our next guest first. Let's do that. Uh, speaking of fly racing, this man is also a fly racing athlete. Daniel Blair, what's up, buddy? What's up, Steven? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Uh, appreciate yeah. it. Um I got a lot to talk to you about. I got, uh, yeah, 250 East kicking off. We got the lines yeah. are full. Um, let's go with this, though. I am interested in your take on this, uh, and I'm sure you've addressed it on one of your shows, but pardon me, I didn't see it. Uh, the Jet Lawrence thing. Um, shocking. <laughs> shocking. He'll be fine. It'll all come around. But shocking, right, Blair? Yeah, I mean, kind of shocking, but then not immediately. So I, I was actually in the bowl when he came out for opening ceremonies and I was pretty anxious, like, what's it going to sound like? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Anaheim has a tendency to let people know when they don't like them. And, uh, they let him know, but dude, I, I swear to you, man, right when everyone kind of started booing, I looked around and half the people were laughing. Like it wasn't even a real boo. It wasn't like mm-hmm. F you, you punk. It was more like, yeah, you need to hear this. And I think people were kind of just caught up in the moment, made it fun. Um, I don't think people are as mad at him as you would think. And that's because he really hasn't done anything, I'd say, one individual thing that's super bad and dramatic. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of annoyance over the course of probably like three or four months now. People had it, and I think they just wanted to let him know. And I I, I don't think it carries. No one really hates him. It's just – 
it's just been irritating for a while, and I think people needed to let him know. He uh, he did. They did cheer when he crashed on the whoops, though, and that's jacked up. They cheered. Yeah, yeah. But go, let's go back in time. Okay. Anaheim won, which was his very first heat race. Dude, they were they cheered when he fell in that heat race too, and that was before they were even really mad at him. And I okay. think it's just. We all have already accepted the fact that he's a freak show and he's going to go on and do a lot of winning. And people don't want him to win right out of the bat. We, we want him to earn it. We want him to take some time and we want him to have some bumps and bruises. And so at Anaheim 1, in his very first heat race, you have an entire fan base cheering on a two-time champ to beat a kid who's never done it. That's just premeditated. We're already over. You're winning and you haven't won yet. So I, I don't think okay. it's real. The cheering, even in the crashing, they, if he got hurt, no one's cheering. They cheered because he hopped up and was running around back to his bike. So I, I think okay. it's less dramatic as they think, but okay. it's also kind of fun, for being honest. It, it, it is interesting, for sure. Like, I mean, I think his camp is, is stressed. You know, I think they're stressed yeah. about this. They're, they're over, in my opinion, they're overreacting a little bit. But Big time. No, they, they shouldn't be stressed. It's no, the, no. Jet, Jet should laugh it off and say something smart Alec and play <laughs> along with it and be like, you all hate me and that's fine. I hate me too and so does my brother. And right. what, They should just play with it and get over it because, again, he's not a, he's not a villain who did something bad. He yeah. did a lot of little things that just irked, and people will get over that. And yeah. to be honest with you, every time he screws up and every time he falls and loses – it softens the whole thing up because it really takes away the, the fear we all had, which was that he was going to go and smash everybody and make well, this boring. So, one, one, podium in four, right. one podium in four races. Sure, a couple mutters, I get it. But one podium in four races, man. Yeah. You know? Perfect so. season. <laughs> uh, my buddy Lissamore was, was taking photos, and he said that one, one, one fan uh, whipped the T-shirt back at him that he was tossing out. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that guy hates him. Yeah, okay? yeah, I didn't yeah. think that anyone did, but maybe that guy did. Right, right. Uh, Daniel Blair here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Um, let's, let's talk to you for the East. Let's do mostly that. Um, yeah. I did a little bit with Zach Osborne. Uh, I don't – look, if Hayden was coming in healthy uh, and ready to go, he'd be my pick. I think this broken wrist – and I don't ask me why he said he missed a week of riding and sprained it. Don't ask me why. I don't – I give up with that camp and all the talk. I don't care. Uh, he broke his wrist. He's only been back for a couple of weeks, so he might start slow. Uh, and Mitch told me Fork was riding better than ever. We got McAdoo. You know, we got Hamaker. We got Vial. Uh, Daxton Bennick, a guy that you know well, is flying, I guess, riding really well. J-Mart. Uh, Max Anstey hype is out of hand. What What say you? Who's the three or four guys you like? It's Forkner. Um, it's Forkner, Deegan, Anstey, and Vial for me, all for different reasons. Uh, Vial's going to whole shot everything. The whoops obviously are changing a little bit this year. At least that's the conversation that they're not going to be as big and hairy, which means he's going to only be better if you kind of take that part of the track out for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be good. Anstey, I'm buying in. Justin Brayton, oh, I obviously okay. respect. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm <laughs> buying in that he's going to be one of them. I, I, Brayton, Brayton told me he's winning it, dude. And, and, and I respect Brayton, but I just, I don't know. I can't buy in that hard. And then for me, it's, it's Forkner and Deegan. That's my one and two. If Deegan's healthy, all the way healthy, I think he wins indoor, outdoor SMX. I think he is the best overall 250 rider mm-hmm. in the class. And, I mean, to me, that's, that's, that's a simple, uh, simple one for me. But I'm with you. He, he's not 100%. They can say and do and treat this, whole, this thing as weirdly as they want, but he's not 100%. And, if we're being honest, he's never won a Supercross. He still has not even won one of these yet. He no. won SMX, whatever. He hasn't won one of these. So, 
I can't just give it to him with the wrist and the, the history when he's going up against someone like Forkner, who I believe has been has had some bad voodoo. I think a lot of his issues have come just weirdly. I don't think it's just been self-inflicted as much. And uh, I just think he's due, man. You can't have that much weird stuff happen to you every single year. It's got to change someday. So, yeah, why not? I mean, he's one of the most dominant two-bitty riders we've seen in the last 10 years in a period of time. And he's healthy. Those bikes are good. And it's justice, man. I, so I actually have already made the claim. I did it on my show. I'm putting it out there. I'm going Forkner for the title. That would be a crazy story and a cool story. Really good story. Yeah, like yeah. a justice story, man, because he yeah. is like – I mean, Steve, think back a couple years ago, dude, eating the pixie sticks. And, I mean, he was on top of the world a couple years ago. Fast forward, his childhood rival is a 450 Supercross champ, and he's been cross-jumped and Mm -hmm. taken out on starts and all this. Like, it would really be a just story if he could get this thing and and i i want it for him i think he's a good kid and um and i and i believe it i think he's gonna win it yeah look i i don't think peyton mitch peyton doesn't bullshit i think when he says he's riding the best he's ever seen uh, i'll go with it you know i don't think mitch is one of these guys like hey i'm gonna tell the media this he's just gonna call it like it is you know he told me mcadoo and hammaker aren't quite where they need to be yet coming off injury you know so he's not gonna bullshit it uh and he's and he's super stoked so um, he's unlocked the hips so he's good to go. Yeah, really, right? Is is um is low key Hymus like a podium threat here? We're not I don't know about race winner, but like I've been impressed with him. Um I thought they should have kept him rolling in Supercross. They pulled him out early, but Factory Honda, like are we or is this still learning year? Is this still learning for you? Well, I, I think he's in the luxury that I think Ryder D is in, that Juju is in, that Dax Benick is in where what he needs to do for it to be a good season is not that much. He just needs to go out there and be solid and get his laps in. I mean, he's not in a contract year. It's it ain't back against the wall. So the floor for him is is pretty low. He doesn't have to do anything too incredible for this to be a good season. But can he pull off some stuff? Yes. Like I, I think him and Benick both. Like I think both of them could get a podium, win a heat race. Yeah. Um, but they don't have to, and that's kind of the beauty of this season for them is, hey, guys, go take shots at this thing, but at the end of the day, don't get hurt, do all your laps, and that will be a good season. We'll come around in 25 where the expectation will be higher. So he's in a really sweet spot, as is uh, Dax Benick, in my opinion. Uh, Main event moto, Daniel Blair on the show. Are you going this weekend? No, my next one, I believe, will be Daytona. All right, okay, let's get some phone calls here. Daniel Blair, we do have a direct question from Tyler to Daniel Blair. Go ahead, Tyler. What's your question for DB? Yeah, Daniel. So I was just watching your show on YouTube a little minute ago, and I saw you said that SMX is going to be in Vegas. Can you talk any more about that? What? Can you hear me? <laughs> what 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 happened? Uh, he can hear you. Uh, he just doesn't want to. He just doesn't want to. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Why is this? Why is why is Daniel? You don't work for Feld anymore. You're fine. I know, I know, I didn't, um, so or I don't, so yeah, no, I did say it, and I'll, look, I'll be honest, I don't know if it's in Vegas, I heard it's in Vegas, and now that I can say whatever I want, I just threw it out there, so I, it could be wrong, and I'm sorry if, if I didn't need to do that, but oh, it's, to me, it was fun. It's Vegas, so it, it'll, it. be, it'll be Charlotte, Dallas, Vegas, and Daniel, Daniel will be a co-host of mine at the live show Friday night in Vegas here, so. That's right, breaking, big one. Breaking that Big news one. too, Tyler. So yes. Um, it's not official, but we're kind of at that place, right, Steve? I'm one of you now, Steve. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a TV guy who no. judges people's clothing uh, and and don't know where I came from and doesn't know and don't know who built me. Thank like you, the TV guys. Thank you. I'm yep. one of you, and I yep. say what I want, yep. and I wanted to say it. So. Yeah, 
Look, uh, they're going to announce them, I think, next month, uh, Tyler, the three. But yeah. I believe that's what they'll be. And then, Steve, about your jacket. Yeah. I know JT Payton on your jacket. Doesn't think it do, does anything. I know possibly get you on race day live. So mm-hmm. I own an embroidery business, and I'm thinking, you know, cold weather coming up. I'm from New York. You know, I want to get you something warmer mm. for Indy, maybe some polos, maybe some jackets. What if I made you some, you know, Racer X, uh, Pulp on Max jackets, you know, really get you on race day live? Well, I got to – I mean, I – I can't agree to this without seeing the jacket and trying it on and seeing how I look. You know, like that's the whole thing. So I have I something planned. I have something planned for warm for uh, uh, cold weather for this week. Okay, okay. So, uh, thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Thank you, bud. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, look at that free jacket offer. Uh, Dusty wants to talk about nicknames. Go ahead, Dusty. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, say you come up with some wild nicknames with some pro riders. Okay. And for being for being that kind of guy. I don't know of any uh, nicknames for you, but uh, I think uh, I, I think King of the Supercross, you know, Jeremy McGrath, mm, yeah. he's Showtime. Yeah. You I think, think you need to be – there needs to be one for you, like uh, – uh, uh, I got nicknames. You know. I just – I don't hear them all the time. It's Tubby or Asshole or, you know. No. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of those. No. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, the, you're the podcast king, man, so, like – Big time guy, you know that maybe big, that'll work. Big time guy, I, I don't big know. Big time guy, <laughs> hey, big time guy. Big time, uh, big time. Yeah, big time. Uh, I don't know, Daniel. Could, we'll work on it, right, DB? Yeah, yeah. let's um, <laughs> let's just get a pen and paper out and start jotting down some ideas. And um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say big time. Probably not gonna make the final cut, but I like where we're headed. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, uh, no, it's good. Um, it's just we can be better. We can be better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll think of some too, but uh, All right. I gotta say, uh, blue crew, blue crew guy here and uh, mm-hmm. representing the Michigan Mafia, baby. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. you. Want a pair of goggles? Hell yeah! All right. Well, just because you just called me big time guy, you're gonna wear win a pair of goggles. Stay on hold. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Fly racing Moto Sixty Show with Daniel Blair and big time guy. Um, big time guy. That doesn't really roll off the tongue very well. Uh, no. Zool's Bags, thanks to Zool's uh, for helping us out. Zool'sBagCo.com, Pulp24 code to save. These are great bags. Uh, they're teamed up with Triumph, so Triumph's making a debut. They, Triumph uses the Zool's Bags, Pastrana, Carry Hart, Nyquist, and more. Uh, Ford Performance, of course. They've got you covered with backpacks, travel roller bags, gear bags, and more. Uh, Zool, Z-U-L-Z, BagCo. .com, Pulp24 is the code to save, and Seat Concepts as well. They've got a seat for you, whether it's motocross or, or uh, street bike stuff. They've got you covered. They each, seat, each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation that is designed to provide unmatched support, impact dampening to the rider. They've got a wide variety of seat options. Pulp MX24 is the code to save at SeatConcepts.com. Thank you to those guys. Maxis, Get, uh, Plum Creek Funding, Decal Works, all on board. That's 100% as well. Fly Racing, uh, Daniel Blair. We have... Um, we have a ton of uh, callers online. So I, I got more questions for you, Daniel, but let's get into the, the callers. Okay. They've been waiting. Uh, Lucio wants to talk pro circuit. Go ahead, Lucio. What's going on, guys? What up? So my, my question to both of you is, and for once, I agree with Daniel and what Daniel said, but could this be the year that Mitch breaks the drought and wins a title? Forkner's got to be, if not the main guy on the East Coast, but you got to think that whole team on that coast is just stacked out of all the teams that are there in that class this year. Um, I mean, NC doesn't have a teammate, and I mean, 
Forkner's looking really good. I think this could be the year. And then one other question. Can you ask the Shimoda hater or realist, realist about yeah. the hard cut? The Shimoda realist about the hard cut, if he's on the hard cut. Okay, all right. I can, I can, I can ask <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. And by the way, uh, a few people have said it, the Shimoda realist is Daniel Blair. It's not Daniel what? Blair. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I will say I don't disagree with the realist at all. You're on. You're on. You're. Yeah. I am too. I'm in that line of thinking too, man. No, it's. I mean, I think I saw somewhere the other day they said that he won his first Supercross back in 21, 2021 at Salt Lake City, and that's the only one he's won. I think. Yeah, right? is I think that right? So. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and that, and I, I I buy the hype every year because I think Joe is phenomenal, but for whatever reason, it's this or that. Yeah. But he kind of just ends up not being one of the guys by the end, and then he has a—he's good at the end of the season. He always goes on a run, but for some reason, it's just not all the way complete. So I, I'm not the realist, but I know who it is, and I agree with him. Uh, Lucio, and I think if Hamaker and McAdoo were 100% ready to go, they had a little bit late start. I like almost both of those guys over Forkner. I just—I'm not as high on Forkner as Zacho and DB here. Just because it seems like shit happens to Austin and it sucks, but but now that those guys aren't one hundred percent, hey, Deke is on one hundred percent. Like maybe DB and um, and uh, Zach yeah, will have that, a point that's here. Where, yeah. yeah, that's where I that's where I see him, and that's why I think that this could be the year that Mitch ends the drought and we win a title. Big pro circuit guy. Big okay. Guy. Thanks, Lucio. Yeah, he said we. Hey, he said we. Yeah, he did. He did say that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Lucio, for the call. Appreciate it. Kicker Bob has some question and rants for DB. Daniel Blair, man, dude, your show it's it's freaking cool. I, I'm I'm a little perturbed though by the spinning logo down in the corner. It's kind of like the flashing lights for someone who has seizures. It's constantly getting your attention away from you. Oh. Oh. Wow. That is the first time I've heard that. and No, it's not, because you oh. replied to me in one of your chats. Mm, mm. Oh, then that would have been the first time I read it. But this is the first time I've heard it. Um, <laughs> but, no, I don't, I don't remember seeing that. Was it me that responded, or was it yeah. Event Moto yeah, that it was a re- I That I do not know, because I don't know who runs. Oh, side Daniel's, of it. Daniel's, I, I Daniel's, it is. Yeah, Daniel's deep, deep layered in. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, um, so... Yeah, the second part you want me of the to, you want me to stop was, it? you want me to stop it from spinning. I would. I think it would be great just because it pulls away from people watching you and watching what you're saying and how you're acting. And yeah, I think okay. it should. It should go away. I will. It, just, uh, it I'll, pulls people's eyes. I'll pass it on to our HR department and uh, we'll see what happens from there. So is, I is that the it, same as, as? Yeah, no problem. Is that the same as Steve's HR department? Who's yours, Steve? You? Uh, Augie. No, it's Augie. <laughs> oh, no, no. My, my, my HR department is my wife. Ah, good. Uh, yeah, the second part of the rant is why in the world you got to charge to listen to your show. I, I think, you know, really, I think Steve just needs to kick in a little there and help you out because, you know, I mean, shoot, he helped Dark. Yeah, I mean, look at I got Lewis, Kellen, Dark. I, you know, I'm helping these guys out. Listen, uh, DB's crushing it. He's, he's, you know, he's, it's a pay show, and it's something and I've thought about doing. Yeah. You know, I just I haven't pulled the trigger. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can tell you guys with full transparency why we did it, so you everyone can understand. Because I get a lot of heat from this. A lot of people are mad that we made the switch to Patreon, but the reason is, is the industry is only so big. The sponsorship model only goes so far. I have always, from the very beginning, never like wanted to go after other 
podcast sponsors. It's always been whoever comes to us. I don't really go after sponsors. And it got to a point where it was kind of limited in our growth, and we couldn't do some of the things we wanted to do because financially there wasn't enough there. There's, you know, there's two of us. I have a partner. Uh, Producer Joe's my partner on this. So we did the math and came to the conclusion that a subscription model, yes, it would dent our numbers, but we would actually be able to make a little bit more so we can invest back into the show and that's why we're doing the new YouTube show to kind of bridge back into the public. But our actual podcast is going to stay private because it's we've turned it into more of a community now. I mean, it's like a club more than even a podcast. And I don't I don't see that changing. So it's just it was a, we went to the sure. other model that works and uh, it works for well, us. I'm, and it's, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not trying to cut you down at all because you're smooth. I, I love your flow on things. And, it, dude, if, if our president could speak as smoothly and awesome as you do, I think we'd be a better place, <laughs> but yeah, you, you're good. You're real good. Thanks. Kicker Bob. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey guys, have a great day. Thanks Enjoy man. your weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Let's Thanks. go to uh, Scott on one. Scott, what's up, man? Hey, I just had a question about this weekend's schedule. So looking at the two fifty LCQ kicking off at four thirty two PM. And then you have the site lap for the main starting at 448 so what's the challenges those guys are going to have that I, I, I saw that myself i put it on twitter this morning like yeah good luck guys that's <laughs> that's a tough deal for those guys it's a that's a tough turnaround there's no way around it i'll be interested to talk to some of the lcq guys that may get into the main and ask them what it was like because have you ever seen the schedule before i've never seen that do that no i haven't so right, it's thanks. it's a lot man thanks scott good good question yep um, yeah, we got a whole new deal. Hey, going. You, you, yeah. you like that, Steve? You like? I mean, I know it's going to be a little complicated there for the 250 guys, and I mean, for four of them. Um, but I, do you like the idea of the 450s coming out, opening ceremonies, boom, boom, and then dropping a 450 gate? Like, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I've always said it. I've always said that. Why do you introduce the stars of the sport and everybody that everybody everybody that's there to see, and then they go away for 20 minutes? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, so. I, I, I know it looks challenging, I, but it, in reality, you, you, you come out and you, you hit it hard. You big bang right off the top with the 450 heat races, and you end with the 450 main. It's a pretty nice sandwich of a, uh, of a format, I guess, for, even for, like, fan interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see the best guys right off the bat and just kind of, like, wake the night up, you know? So, I, yeah. I, I mean, I hope it works. I like it. Plum Creek Funding, if you've got a vacation home like Daniel Blair, if you already own a home, if you're looking to pull money out, uh, contact PlumCreekFunding.com. Zach, Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com, 720-212-4685. If you're looking to purchase a home, uh, the rates have dropped a little bit. Uh, if you're looking to look, you know, get a second day or third, on Tits's case, a third home, uh, please go to Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com and help him out. Thank you, Zach. Uh, all right, some more calls for DB here. Uh, we have Randy on two. What's up, Randy? Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, quick question. Well, actually, it's like two questions. But what are your thoughts on adding more factory teams? Now we got Beta coming in, or Beta's here, and Ducati and Triumph, and they're always talking about growing the sport. Do we get to the point where we become like F one, where the only way to be on the gate is to be on a factory team? Well, it's almost that way now, right? Um, it's and yeah, you look at the Ducati coming in and everything else. It's it's pretty gnarly. I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of a factory team, uh, but yeah, the 450 class is close to that, right? Um, yeah. I like it. I think it's good. I mean, why not? I, it it will maybe we're going to come to a point like when Triumph 450 comes out, Ducati's here in 26 racing. Maybe we're coming to a point where just like factory guys don't make mains. You know, 
Right, but yeah. do you ever get to the point of where privateer guys can't just show up and, you know, bring a CRF and, and, and line up on the gate? No, why not? That They can always welcome to do that, right? Like, oh, you're saying yeah. like the, like Feld? Like, yeah, like, down like, the road. Oh, right? I see. Um, start, yeah. I think if Feld could make any rule change they want in the world, they would absolutely cut the series down to like 30 guys or something. Daniel, do you believe me? Do you, do you, like privateers I mean, are nothing but headaches, man. They're nothing but headaches. It costs them money. It's everything. You know, it's the fact that it's the AMA. It's a racing series that they're there. But go ahead, Daniel. I, I agree. Out of convenience for the, the running of the show, it would be easier if there was less. But it would absolutely kill the sport in so many ways if they ever did that because that kills the dream for so many people that have a dream to be there. And a lot of kids growing up, live in a somewhat of reality and they know they're not going to be the next dungy. They know that maybe getting a factory ride some days, you know, the odds aren't there, but they still get a chance to go out and do it. And for a lot of people, that's the dream. And if they got rid of that to where you could only get in through being a factory rider, it would trickle down all the way to the bottom of the sport and it would ruin it because people, there would be a whole chunk of people that would lose the dream knowing that, man, I'll never have a chance now. And uh, I just don't, I don't think that's right. So I, I understand the positives, mainly in like the logistics of operating but i think it would destroy the sport like as much as anything else could to be uh, honest thanks randy thanks for the call man good thanks. good good points for sure uh four is nick nick you got a question for daniel blair i got not really a question i'm just kind of bummed i i was old daniel blair fan and his brother right mm-hmm. and i was just i was dming daniel blair and he helped me win a bet oh, nice. and all this stuff and i just want to know i'm bummed was i talking to daniel blair or who was i talking to uh, my 10 year old daughter runs my instagram so it was my daughter <laughs> no no i'm just kidding it's me i answer i I, it's me on my personal account i just i don't run the main event moto instagram so if it's me it's me for sure okay it was about you and your brother's jerseys if they were black yeah yeah but was it was it on main event moto or was it on daniel's own account i think daniel's own account then it was him it was me and he had a cool conversation with me like everything i asked him he answered it was cool well that's awesome good job blair so that's Daniel, right? That's Daniel. That's what he that said three me. times. That was me. For, for the third time. Okay, thank yeah. you, sir. All right. That's Thanks, all I Nick. wanted to know. Thank you. Man, do you answer all your DMs, DB? Uh, I have, uh, at the laziest, I give a double tap and a heart or a thumbs up if I, you know, to, you know, I saw a comment, whatever. But for the most part, yeah, I, I respond to almost every single one I've Holy. ever gotten. And please don't let that be an invite. Like, don't everyone just start <laughs> dropping in their heart. Like, I'm busy, uh, but I try to. Uh, you know, I sit at airports a lot, so I, I, I do, but it it, uh, I, it is hard. Uh, but at a minimum, I give the double tap. I always heart. Oh, you do? Always. Oh, maybe. Oh, I, yeah. I See, I don't. And then you get the guys being like, what, no response? And I'm like, oh, uh, fuck, here we go. Like, yeah. And then, honestly, I probably get to maybe – Half of mine, dude. I I'm I'm pretty committed. Oh, I good job. I, I answer them all. Okay, good job on that. Uh, Sam wants to guess the Shimoda realist, but Sam, I'm not telling yeah. you who the Shimoda realist is. Like I'm not going to confirm or deny. That's fine. That's fine. I've looked over evidence. Okay. I have strong belief that it is our buddy Paul Perbino. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've noticed. I've noticed before in the past him kind of talk. 
not talk down on Shimoda, but talk down a little bit. He hasn't okay. been on the fantasy pod lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have every suspicion to believe the way he was talking on the show. Okay. You heard it here first, Paul Parabino's. She All right. Really. All right. Well, thanks for playing along. I will not confirm or deny it. Uh, I've had JT. I've had Daniel Blair. Uh, people have said it's Michael Lindsay. Um, people have said it's Lewis. So I've got everything under the sun. All so, right. Thanks, Sam. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it. It's not Daniel Blair. Confirm no. that right now. Look, Matthew on one says, would it be a bad idea for Hunter to drop down to 250 East for Michigan round? I'm not even going to answer that call. <laughs> I am not. Matthew, thanks for calling. Thank you for listening. I am not picking your call up. No, no. no. <laughs> We're not getting He's it. fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> Just let him, let him get in there, man. He's fine. Four races in. Ah, panic button. <laughs> um, all right, Daniel. Uh, I want to ask you a couple of hard questions here. Rapid fire. Uh, okay. Hampshire, Jordan, Kitch, who you got for that title? Oh, man, I will say with full transparency, I want RJ. I obviously am around that team. I'm around mm-hmm. Nate Dog. Um, God, I want RJ to win that so bad. I love RJ, but Levi Kitchen scares me, man. And if uh, Jordan and RJ, you, you better you better figure it out here quick because I think Kitchen's about to go on a run and okay. start stringing together a couple. So I, I, I want RJ, but I'm leaning Levi is the sneaky pick here. Who was your preseason pick for 450 title and who you got now after four races? Um, I actually did pick Chase Sexton, and I know you're going to say, oh, 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 oh okay, no, I did too. But I, I, I did too. Okay, I did too. And the reason why is because I feel like the, the little bit of speed he might give up on the KTM, because the Honda makes you do certain things that are pretty wild. It's also what kind of, I think, bites him a lot. So I feel like with the KTM, he might be a little less edge speed, but way more stability. And I think the class is so deep and wild that that stability is going to pay off. So I still feel Chase. But he can't do what he did in race two at the Triple Crown like anymore. Like, you can't do anything like that. You've got to stick these things. So, uh, I will stick with him. But, man, I, I, I think it's going to be wild deep into this thing. Okay, fair enough. And then give me your winners for Detroit, both classes. Detroit, let's go Jason Anderson. Oh, that's what Zacho picked. Oh, he did? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, uh, he was good there a couple of years ago, and he's just feisty right now. And I, I feel like he's just going to tie it together. And then two fifties, uh, Forkner. Forkner's going to hold shot and smash him. That's my that's my wow. prediction. Okay, you're right alongside Zach Osborne. So, uh, all, uh, right, all right, buddy. Who do you got? Who do who did you pick? I didn't pick. I'm just host the show. Uh, okay. Yep. All right. uh, main event moto, and uh, of course the Orange Brigade as well. Uh, Daniel Blair. We'll get him in studio here for a pulp show at some point, of course, uh, as well. So, um, yeah, Daniel. Thanks for uh, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Fly racing, moto Anytime. show. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Bye. All right, that's Daniel Blair. Earlier, Zach Osborne. Thank you to Get, Maxis, Decal Works, Plum Creek Funding, Seat Concept, Zools, Vertex, 100%, all on board with us. Tits, great job. Great job doing both jobs. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know what? Mark said that you're way too dumb. You'll never figure it out. But I had your back. Well, thank you. Yep. That's nice of you. Yep. I yeah. had your back, Marks. Okay. Uh, absolutely did Suck not. Suck it, Marks. Yep. Suck it, Marks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys all next week.